Just like the rest of the world, the sports industry was heavily affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. Games, tournaments, and entire seasons were canceled. Arenas closed, workers lost their jobs, players were stuck at home with nowhere to practice. When the entire industry slows to a crawl, where do fans, workers, and athletes turn? Hi, my name is Ethan Pierce. Today I'll be going over the impact that COVID-19 had on the sports world and the things that have changed forever. I'll be focusing on athletic programs here at the University of Utah, as well as coronavirus's impact on pro leagues like the NBA and MLB. Many people's first introduction to COVID-19 was in March 2020, when Utah Jazz center Rudy Gobert tested positive for the virus, leading to the subsequent suspension of the 2019-20 NBA season. That same day, beloved actor Tom Hanks and his wife Rita Wilson also tested positive. It was a massive wake-up call to many in the United States that things were getting serious and the world was about to be changed for good. Soon after Gobert's positive diagnosis, pretty much every other professional league in America was shut down indefinitely. March Madness, the annual 68-team college basketball tournament, was canceled. The MLB delayed the start of its season. The 2020 Summer Olympics in Tokyo were delayed until 2021. All of a sudden, just like that, the sports world halted. This sudden pause left the athletes stuck at home, the coaches with nothing to game plan for, and, most importantly, the arena workers were left out of a job. Do you ever think about how many people go into putting on a sporting event? It's not just the players and coaches and management, but it's also the concession workers, floor sweepers, ball boys, ticket checkers, security, parking coordinators, broadcast team, even the mascot. All of those people suddenly had no job to go back to the next day. Some teams offered financial help to their displaced workers, but not all organizations did. Some star players pledged parts of their salary to donate to the arena staff, but not all of them. Even then, how can players be expected to pay the salary of thousands of people who were suddenly left with no income? It was a massive problem, and it still remains one to this day. Even with things somewhat back to normal, a lot of positions have been consolidated or no longer exist, and that leaves a lot of people without a job. When the NBA resumed play in late July of 2020, it was not in the setting that people were used to seeing. The league implemented a bubble, quote-unquote, in Orlando, Florida for 22 of the teams that were reasonably close enough to a playoff spot. They invited as few people as possible, with no fans allowed to keep the bubble as close to airtight as they could. Anyone entering was tested and quarantined, and the bubble concluded with not a single positive test. It was an impressive feat, but not without its challenges. With no fans, many players felt like it didn't capture the atmosphere of playoff basketball. Sure, people were able to set up a camera of themselves watching the game, which was displayed on a video board inside the arena, but it just wasn't the same. Players couldn't see their families during the initial stages of the bubble, and many cited mental health struggles during their time in Orlando. Some players even opted against going in the first place. It was a tough time for a lot of people, but it did get the job done. College athletics faced a whole different set of challenges for everyone involved. Because scheduling is so much different and less uniform with tons of teams compared to pro leagues, there was no way to organize anything close to a bubble format. Some sports had their seasons postponed, others canceled, even more were shortened. 
affected athletes were given an extra year on their eligibility clock, meaning that they could extend their collegiate career by a season if they so choose. I work for the Daily Utah Chronicle, a student-run newspaper here at the University of Utah. Covering games in 2020 was no fun, simply because there were no fans allowed in the arenas. No student section, no band, nothing. Just five media members sitting on opposite sides of the arena, zooming in to post-game press conferences and staying 100 feet away from the players at all times. It was pretty sad. This year, I'm happy to say it's been much better. I've gotten to meet and get to know a lot of the players and coaches on Utah's men's basketball team. They changed head coaches over the offseason, and so it feels like a fresh start for everyone in the program. New head coach Craig Smith talked about the impact that the fans being back in the arenas have on the team, following a game against the BYU Cougars earlier this season. Yeah, great question. I mean, obviously, great energy in the Huntsman Center tonight. It was awesome. Just that roar, you know, going. And and I just appreciate the fans coming out um, um, that believe in us and, you know, want to, to back. We have such a great tradition here of excellent basketball and and we want to bring that back. And we got work to do, um, but that's, that's what we're striving for. And so um, fans impact winning. I mean, fans impact winning in, in all sports, but I would say specifically basketball. I mean, the energy that they bring, the enthusiasm that they bring, when you go on an 8-0 run or whatever it might be, the energy it brings to the, to the guys that are on the floor, the energy that it feeds to everybody. They have a, a direct impact on winning. Players got to go out and do it, but there's a direct impact on winning. You saw it last year with no fans around. More teams won on the road than any, than any time. Like, it was more of a neutral. Yeah, the travel matters, but it, it's... It's not the travel as much as it is the fan base and being in that vibrant arena with the spirit and atmosphere going crazy. And all you got to do is look around the country at schools that have, I mean, it's not just this, but when you have an electric fan play base and they support it, there's a reason you just keep winning. You know what I mean? It matters. So it was awesome to feel that and to be a part of it. Obviously, we wanted to be on the other end of the coin uh, on the win and loss column. Um, but we're going to keep building this thing and we're going to roll our sleeves up and work our hands to the bone to make this thing happen at the University of Utah. Utah players Brandon Carlson and Lazar Stefanovic also discussed what it means to have the fans engaged and in the building. Um, you know, first of all, we just want to congratulate you know, BYU. They worked hard. They're a good team. Um, and we want to thank all the fans for coming out and supporting us today. Um, you know, that was a huge part of, you know, this environment. You know, coach, coach always says that you got, you got to earn respect. And I think we're earning it from game to game, even more and more. And we expect that every single game there's going to be more and more fans. By the way we play, they're, they're just going to come and, and watch us. They want to watch us. They want, they want to support us. That's, all. That's our goal. It's been a hard year for everyone, but things are looking up. With so many people having been vaccinated, in-person sporting events have been able to resume having fans in the stands. Arena workers have gotten their jobs back, players are back doing what they love, and media members can cover the team in a proper setting again. 2020 was tough, 2021 has been better, and who knows what 2022 has in store for us. We're all hoping for a better year, one filled with many more sporting events as we continue to transition back to full normality. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you found it insightful. My name is Ethan Pierce, and I hope you have a good one.